session number 32, I think, of the Berlin Corona Committee. And this okay. is the first time we're going to hear someone who is in complete defiance of the lockdowns and all the orders that we have. So Tony, it's a real honor. Uh, you're our hero here in Germany. And I think many people will, will, gonna, uh, will follow your example. How, how have you been? I've been good. I've been uh, drinking all this wine behind me, you know, kind of keeps me calm. <laughs> no, just kidding. I wouldn't do that. I'm doing good. Um, you know, I, I tell everybody, you know, I fight this fight with a very low heart rate because, mm -hmm. because what I'm doing is the right thing. And, uh, and in fact, you know, sometimes when it's very calm and I'm not hearing much from the other side, I actually am waiting for them to, uh, to engage. You know, I enjoy the fight for freedom. So, so it's something that, uh, that really gets my adrenaline going. You have to employ a lot of lawyers or do you do it by yourself? Well, no, I mean, I, I tell everybody, you know, in this fight that, you know, when you fight for something like this, um, you just fight, you know, you don't wait for, uh, you don't wait for a lawyers, you don't wait for local politicians to have your back, right? You do it, you do it yourself at some point down the line. If you, if you get a citation or you got a or you have a case of some kind, at that point, you, you may need somebody to help you navigate through the system, right? Mm -hmm. But but to, to start your fight and just to take a stand, just take a stand. You know, I often I often bring up George Washington, right? The founder of our country. He's my biggest hero of all time, of course. And I think about when he when he fought the British. You know, people talk about lawsuits. Ask me, you're going to file, you know, you know, a lawsuit. And I understand I understand lawsuits, and I love the lawsuit that that you're leading the charge on, it's huge. But George Washington didn't file a lawsuit, you know, when he went to battle, he just fought, right? He just uh, kicked their asses, um, he shot at them, and he and he even killed them. So he did what he had to do to win. Um, so, so for me, um, you know, in that same spirit, I just wanna fight and, uh, and I enjoy every bit of it. So, but how has that, uh, you know, how, how has that been on a daily basis? Do they come to your restaurant every day or like make trouble or like what's, what has been going on? Um, we have, uh, we have had a criminal case uh, filed against us. We have an ABC violation uh, filed against us, which is uh, the alcohol uh, beverage control board. And they're trying to revoke our license. And, um, you know, it doesn't matter to me. Uh, I, I've actually publicly come, come out and have challenged the governor on TV and on social media and have said, if you, since you have these, if, since you have this case against us, file the charges officially and let's go before a jury, you know, of our peers and, and test it. If you believe as deeply in your tyranny as I believe in my freedoms in America, then let's go head to head and let's also broadcast it for everybody to, to see. And I've challenged him and challenged him and challenged and I've heard nothing yet. You know so, why? Because they're, so, they're much too afraid to have a public discussion of the scientific's pros and cons. That's why they're so afraid and that's why they don't want to take you to court. Same here in Germany, by the way. Sure, I mean, it makes sense, you know? So, so for us, that's why, you know, from, from the beginning, and I don't know if you want me to keep on keep on going, going. Uh, you know, I can wait for you to ask the questions. Go ahead. Yeah. So, so just to give you a little a little history, if that's okay. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Good. 
So when I first heard about about the lockdowns, I heard about them in China, but that didn't surprise me at all because that's what they do to their people there, right? So I was like, okay, you know. Then the first place in America, the first city in America that I heard that it, they were going to have a lockdown was San Francisco. Well, people in San Francisco, there's never a communist policy that they don't like. So I wasn't surprised either. I was very sad about it, but I wasn't shocked, right? So then, but then when I got a text, I, I remember I got a text. I was sitting in the restaurant talking to a friend. I got the text that they were going to shut down America and shut down. They were going to start with our state. And I said, since when do you stop living in the United States of America? Since when do you shut down a country like this over anything? And, and, and especially when you're not seeing any, any evidence of the black plague anywhere, right? I didn't see people dropping like flies walking through my, walking through my parking lot or walking through, through our, our doors. So I, said there's, so I said to myself, there's no way in hell that I was going to shut down anything. In fact, I felt blessed. I had an opportunity at that moment to use my business and the property that I'm in, <clears throat> which is 1,550 square feet, and I would have done the same thing if it was a piece of dirt, you know, like a plot of dirt, you know, you know, with a door on it, I felt blessed that I had the opportunity to commit this business um, as, as a constitutional battleground in the fight. And I, you know, for me, the fight was bigger than myself, much, much bigger than myself. Um, I didn't think about income. I didn't think about the right to work or the right to have a business. Uh, paying my my bills or anything else i was just excited that i had a chance to dedicate it in this fight and to be on the front lines you know of this fight so for me i was willing to risk everything and put everything on the line so so when i i, I think when the enemies of freedom when they see someone like that they then understand that they got a fight on their hands and at first you know people weren't even showing up here and uh because <clears throat> because people had heard, heard on the news that there was this, this virus going around. It was dangerous to go out to eat. And I remember the workers here would ask me, Tony, man, I think you're crazy. You know what you're doing? Are you sure? Are you sure you, you want to do this? And um, I was unapologetic, unwavering about it. And I said, yes, you know, because it's bigger than ourselves. Um, if you guys want to be, be a part of this and stand with me and learn something in the process about what's at stake, then um then you're welcome to stay and then i banned masks too you know i banned masks because uh because to me the the masks represent this uh, the new white flag of surrender it's control fear surrender and everything else so i didn't want to see them in the restaurant we didn't change anything and we've been open since the very beginning of the lockdown the very first second when i used to hear 15 days to slow the spread i said well i'm not changing anything for 15 seconds you know and um, so, so now when I hear people, when I hear business owners now, especially in the restaurant industry, because they're being targeted more than anybody else, when I hear them say things now after nine months and three shutdowns, that they're going to finally, you know, keep their doors open and they say they're going to fight and I listen, they say things like, I'm going to fight for patio dining, outdoor dining. It's like, they're not even fighting for everything. They're, you know, they're, they're almost in, they're almost, you know, in a friendly engagement, you know, they don't want to step on, on any toes. They want a halfway fight or even a quarter way fight. And then I hear, and, and then I understand why, because I hear the reasons for their fight. And when they say that they're going to fight, they say, I'm fighting because I'm finally deciding to fight because 
I've lost my money. Um, I can't pay my bills. I can't pay my employees. I can't pay the rent. It's about them. Me, 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 me. Right. So I think that if they had taken the same stance as, as, as I did, which is making it about something much, much bigger th than yourself, they would have had the same courage that I had. Um, because, you know, when you when you take a stand for anything, when you when, when you do something because it's bigger than yourself, you're always willing to take a lot more risk. You know, you don't you know. So. Um, so anyway, so so after after the first month, people weren't, weren't showing up here. But then suddenly when people heard about the banning of the masks, that's when the celebrities heard about it. At least started to get death threats. People wanted to put a bullet in the back of my head when I walked out of here at night. They wanted to see me with, you know, on a ventilator. They wanted to see me in, you know, in the dumpster outside in the parking lot. Um, they wanted to burn the restaurant down to the ground. Um, so we got a lot of threats. So we so so we were dealing with threats from the public. We were dealing with threats from the government, and uh, and we just didn't budge. So here we are now. How how about the patrons? How did they react? So yeah. So when uh, that, that's the next thing. So when when the hate started to come directed at us from the left, you know, from from these lockdown lovers, you know, and these supporters of of the little tyrant, you know, in Sacramento, when they started to, to um, when they start to attack us publicly, especially on social media, we were getting hit with one star reviews. I mean, our reviews went from 4.8, 4.9 on Google and, and Yelp, you know, and they've been degraded a lot because of the fact they put one star reviews from everywhere. People post from around the world, people who've never eaten here, of course, and they and they just hate on us they just uh they you know they they um they lock down shame they mass shame and um and and, and again you have to be prepared to risk all of that because i keep hearing from people oh well you know what if you lose your license what if you lose this what if you lose that what if you lose your you know your people hate hate on you on the reviews you lose your rating so what you know give it all up uh in this fight and um and, and, and I always say this too, when, when I first took the stand that I took, I thought of our founders who, who sacrificed so much to gift us the freedoms and the liberties that we have that are so precious. And, um, and I thought about the soldiers who have fought and died, you know, for 244 years protecting them. And uh, so we could still have them, you know. And when, you, when you're afraid, I tell them, think about them. Think about what they're willing to sacrifice do it in the same style. They were willing to give up everything and sacrifice everything. So if you don't do that, you're going to dishonor them. And um, if you take a stand, then you're going to honor them. So, um, yeah. Have you, do, so you're still in business and you still have your patrons who, who do come who do come in and who do, who do want to dine and drink wine and, and have a good time. Right. Oh my gosh. If you saw, if you saw the amount of people, especially, you know, at night, you know, our lunch crowd is big too, but it's not, it's not huge, but at night, oh my God, people come from as far away as Arizona, wow. Colorado, Utah. S someone flew in last night from uh, Reno in Nevada. Um, people drive from LA, they drive from Sherman Oaks, Ventura, Palm Springs, Santa Barbara. They come from everywhere. Diego, I can, I mean, I can vouch. I mean, I heard about Tony on, um, Del Bigtree had interviewed him on the high wire and um, I've had the same insane kind of intensity about the masks and what they stand for from day one. And I've like, I haven't worn one even for a second for nine months and I'm willing to fight. It's uncomfortable, but 
the symbology that Tony just, you know, said about it, that's exactly how I feel about it. So when I heard about him and the masks forbidden thing, the first time I went out there, I waited two hours and 20 minutes for a table. People are out and you don't care because when you get inside, what Tony has done and, and, his, and his staff, because the guys that work there are amazing too, is create an environment where you actually feel free you feel joy it's like dripping off the walls it's not a political environment some people might think oh it's going to be left or right or whatever it's oh. not it's people enjoying life the way it should be lived and one of the things that i really love tony is on the window where right where you the sign-in sheet is on the window there are two images like of a of a of a boy with a mask on a circle line through girl with a mask on circle line through but he has posted and i don't remember you can clarify on this tony several of our amendments that are critical to our liberties and our freedoms posted there and it's I just show, this i can show them power of the resist it's an incredible power of resistance and i saw um on your your instagram feed tony the other day that like i missed it it was last friday a bunch of people in the restaurant broke out singing what was it god bless america god bless america it's on our instagram page they did it twice it was just spontaneous and uh it was and people said they were getting chills you know i get people yep. in here i get people walking in here crying in tears just just for what what's just for the feeling that's inside here and people having hope that somebody's standing up in a, an apologetic way and you know um you know and, and when you say things like uh re resistance i see it more like we want to make the other side resist we want to we our, our style of fighting has been attacking the lockdowns bullying them taking the fight to them, um, my, my goal along has been to take this wire to wire, meaning stay open from the, from the beginning all the way to the end of this and, um, and make the other side surrender to us where they then say, you know what, we're, we're going to drop everything that, that we have against you. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to try to force them to even apologize, you know, which would, which would be amazing. <laughs> but I think just the stand that we've taken and if we can do it from beginning to end, which I'm not going to budge here um they, they'd have to put locks on our doors and we would still cut them off but um but in the end if we can show that that we can do this then other that that's going to be the precedent it's not going to be a, a legal precedent it's just going to be a precedent a fighting precedent so um but but yeah this this past weekend we had we on friday and saturday nights we had some people wait you're not going to believe this as long as five hours and they and when they came in when they walked in, they were smiling. They were just so happy to be outside talking to people that, I mean, it's just the energy among the people, these patriots that just are are proud and happy to be part of our fight, you know? Um, it's, I mean, it blows me away every day, every night I drive up and see the crowd outside, you know, it's just, it's incredible. Here's, um, Tony, here's, here's where we stand. Uh, Viviana and I, plus two of our colleagues, have started this Berlin Corona Committee on uh, July 10th. And we've been hearing so many, close to 100 uh, uh, medical experts, scientists, uh, economists, uh, lawyers from all over the world, renowned people. And uh, the because we were, uh, it was obvious that the government, the Bundestag, which is like your Congress, wouldn't do anything to find out what's going on. The uh, what every lawyer learns uh, in in contracts 101, so to speak, is listen to the other side. A, a judge cannot make a decision on a case if a, if a complaint is filed 
unless he's first heard the other side, the defendant's side. So listen to the other side is, is so basic that it, it's almost, it's almost, it's, it's just incredible that they didn't do this because they only listened to one side of the story and that was planted by WHO through their, uh, I, I call them the Three Stooges in Germany because that's where it all started. They wanted us to be the kind of a role model for the rest of the world because you know the disciplined Germans look at how they're how they're doing this. They're they're doing everything they're being told, and that's why they're doing so well. No, we're not. And then they took uh, the other side, which is uh, the Italians, and they fucked up their entire healthcare system by planting someone from the WHO at the very top of their healthcare system so that they could then stage this pandemic. A lot of malpractice is involved. I'm not going to go into the details, but here's, here's where we stand. We, the three basic questions that we asked is, one, how dangerous is the virus? Well, the answer is easy because in the meantime, the WHO has said and admitted that it's no more dangerous than the common flu at 0.14% uh, infection fatality rate. How reliable is the PCR test? Well, it's not. It's a great test, but it's not there for uh, diagnostic purposes. That's what Kerry Mullis, the inventor, said, who, who, who won a Nobel Prize for this invention. And that's what he kept saying over and over and over again. Uh, in the meantime, we know that the guy who invented this by the name of Drusden, he calls himself Professor Dr. Drusden. He's neither a professor, nor did he ever uh, write a dissertation. What we see now, what, what he uh, showed the public is something, it's a, for, it's a piece of forgery. So the next and final question is, what is this all about? Because we, if we look at the, um, if we look at the results of the anti-corona measures, it's it's destroyed lives. It's made people sick. It's uh, destroying the livelihoods of millions of people. We expect, and Germany is a small country. It's eighty. It's a country with eighty million people. We expect between five hundred and eight hundred thousand, uh, eight hundred thousand uh, bankruptcies this year. Probably a lot more many of whom will never recover. Now, to sum this all up, today, in order to round this whole thing off, before Christmas, we listened to spiritual leaders of the uh, Jewish faith, uh, a, a Russian Orthodox priest, uh, uh, someone, a spiritual leader from Canada. And one of the things that, um, that the uh, rabbi said, and you said the same thing, is, Look at what happened during the Third Reich from 1933 to 1945. How, how, how come the Jews didn't fight? Well, that's because they, they couldn't believe what was going on. And they did these little things that they were asked to do, hoping that if they gave in just a little bit, it would soon be over. Right. The opposite is true. If you give in, they're going to get to you. If you take a stand, they're not going to be able to fight you. And you're the best example, Tony. Thank you for that. Yeah, that, that really means a lot. And that's exactly what I was thinking when I took the stand the very first second that I heard about the shutdowns was you give them just a little bit. You, pray, you play friendly with them. Just You know, I'm, I'm hearing about this. It's making me crazy. I'm hearing about this new uh, hashtag movement among restaurants. And I think it's California only. I'm not sure. And it just upsets me. It, it, like I said, it already upsets me that that these that these business owners keep talking about themselves and what you know what they've lost. That's why they're taking a stand. It's not enough. Uh, but now I'm hearing about this new hashtag movement called Open Safe. Open Safe. How nice is that? It's so sweet. 
right? I mean, get out of here. You know, your your hashtag should should be seek and destroy lockdowns everywhere you see them, right? <laughs> or, or 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 at a minimum, hashtag open boldly. You know, but but what they don't understand is when you reach your hand, when you put that olive branch out, um, they're gonna take your whole arm. You know, yeah. it's just yeah. gonna be over time. So so you know, I I. I look at it. I look at it like defending a hill. You know, you give them an inch, and then be, before before you know it, you're sliding down that hill. You know, so um, so yeah, I'm I'm happy that we did what we did. We weathered the storm, and we still are. We had OSHA agents. We had federal OSHA agents come here yesterday, <clears throat> and they showed up unexpectedly, and they wanted to come in and do an inspection. And um, you know. And and as as I tried through the guy, he was here working that day. I wasn't here. He got me on the phone. He said, well, you know, Tony, what do I do? And I said, well, tell him to tell you what exactly he's going to inspect. What's the limited sco scope? I want to hear what it is. And I want to know who the accuser is. And the, the OSHA inspector said, we're not telling you anything. And I said, well, then tell him we're not letting him in. And then when he told him that, of course, they used a threat like they've been doing all along. We're coming back. We're going to come back with a California Highway Patrol with a search warrant, and you're not going to like it. So he said, "Tony, what do what do I do do now? I'm a, I'm a little scared, right?" And I said, "You know what? Tell him go get a search warrant." And um, told him to pound sand, and that that was the end of it. So we'll we'll see what happens next. If they want to raid our place, go ahead and do it. But we're going to be here fighting it. Pam, uh, do you know of any other cases of people who? Are in that kind of resistance, is there anything comparable to him? And is there something else that people can do uh, for empowerment, maybe? Yeah, well, I mean, we, um, you know, I have three essential businesses, but I have some non-essential businesses. So um, we never closed. We had, we called it prohibition yoga. Um, we did not close the yoga studio. And uh, we just had people park in a different part of the parking lot so that you couldn't really tell they weren't coming in the yoga side. Um, and we had pro prohibition athletics also uh, during that period of time when we were locked down before Tom got involved and freed the people of Ohio to a certain extent. Um, but this is starting to go on in other places too. Um, we had a restaurant uh, that has done exactly what Tony has done down in Canal Winchester, which is a small town south of where I am in central Ohio. And, um, and actually the authorities have showed up a couple times when we, we had a big event down there. There must have been, Tom, wouldn't you say there was like a thousand people that night we were there. They have these party barns. Place was packed. And they said that um, uh, some health inspectors had stopped by and saw what was going on and left. Didn't do anything about it. So I think there's some pretty lackadaisical enforcement in some areas because the people that are trying to enforce don't really believe in what they're doing, you know? Um, but there's more of this going on. Um, up in Minnesota, there are a hundred businesses that actually publicize. They have, like it's a list they put online. They said, we are opening today, December 18th or whatever day it is. They said, we're opening. And, um, and, and when you open a hundred businesses, it's really hard for law enforcement to do something. I mean, what are you gonna do? Arrest everybody and then what, right? So I don't know that there's much they can do about it. And, and I understand in California, um, there's a big resistance county by county also. There's, there's more of it. And I agree with you, Tony, it should have been in the beginning, not now. And um, one thing that I would say about this is people say, well, I'll lose my business if I, if I do this. And I have a food license too. We manufacture food here, so that we would have been in danger. But, but you're gonna lose your business anyway if they close you long enough. So you might as well go down fighting 
and standing up for something instead of just letting them, you know, death by a thousand cuts, right? Take a stand and, and stay open. Uh, we had an event um, a couple weeks ago for our activism group here at a restaurant about two hours from me. They never put up all those stupid plastic petition, uh, partitions and nobody's wearing a mask in there and you can sit at the bar like you used to normally, right? So I think that this is going on, but the mainstream media doesn't want to give much attention to it because it would give other people the idea, right? So they <laughs> ignore it. Um, so fortunately, we get the word out this way, which is good, right? No, that's 100% that's right. In fact, um, e even someone like Fox News, I know for a fact that they, they know we've, we've been doing here but they would rather put a business up that says, oh, we're now just starting to resist. And, you know, and, and, and as the person's given their interview, they, they, they still have a mask on, you know, okay. they, they don't want to, they, they don't want someone like us that's doing it uh, full pedal to the metal, mm -hmm. you know, kind of a fight. Uh, we flaunted it. I mean, we got our flags out, you know, we, we got billboards out, signs, signage everywhere. Our social me media is constantly sticking, you know, sticking it in the face of the lockdown lovers. Um, so, you know, but when I hear about these businesses opening and, and, and they're trying to resist, though, I, I don't want to then walk in and see all their employees masked up or the manager wearing. And there's, you know, they're opening. I hear them saying, oh, we're going to open now. Well, look, we're still going to have social distancing and we're still going to have we're still going to have our employees wear, wear masks, but we're going to open or we're going to open. We're going to open outside dining. Yes. You know, it's, it's just not enough. Um, you know, and, and I think I made, made that clear. Your fight's got to be all, you, you got to take back all of it. You can't, you can't give them any of it, you know? And, um, you know, even when I hear these sheriffs, like I, I heard about the case in San Diego where the, the, the San Diego supervisor, he was on the radio last night. I'm listening to him about this case that they have, and, you know, maybe they're going to be, be able to open businesses down there. But again, he's got these apologies, you know, we're still going to social distance. We're still going to enforce all of that. We're still going to have our, we're still going to have our masks on, you know, no one's willing to just, to just take it all the way, you know, and that's the only way we're, we're going to win this thing. I think if every business had taken the exact same styled stand as we did here, everybody, every business, even 50%, maybe even 10%, the lockdowns would have been over. The lockdowns would have been over within a week. Um, you know, even the sheriff of Orange County, I heard him, you know, people say, oh, the sheriff of Orange County, he's going to, uh, what they say? He's going to, uh, he, he's not going to enforce the curfews and, and, and everything else. But then I heard, I, I heard this interview and he said, well, but if somebody calls us and they says, and, and they say to us that um, they have a patron in their business wearing a mask and we, I'm not wearing a mask and we ask them to leave and they won't then the sheriffs will show up and escort that person out. That's not good enough. Sorry, right. it's just not, it's not good enough. I want enough. to say something too about that. You know, um, and, and um, I think a lot of businesses are struggling right now while they do all this social distancing and mask. And what they're doing is they're catering to the sheep. And the exactly. sheep really aren't spending enough money to keep them in business, all right? So if you look at the people who have um, openly flaunted, like me, like Tony, me on a smaller level than Tony, because your place is, holds more people for the type of thing that you do, um, that we're thriving because you don't have to wear a mask, because we're not enforcing all that stuff. And I'll give you a good example of that. So um, one of my good friends and coworkers, we have been taking painting classes. And the place where we go to take painting classes she has a liquor license, and so she's afraid to um, 
not have masks and all that. Well, I've been seeing her emails and they're like, people aren't signing up. And so it's all designed for the sheep, but the sheep don't want to go. All right. You know who wants to go and would spend a lot of money? People like me. So I emailed her back and I said, we'll have a private event at my office because I miss painting classes. You can come here with a teacher because everybody, you know, and the people that you'll meet through me will keep you in business because they will welcome a place to come. You can shut the door, put private event on it because it's all booked in advance anyway. You have to make a reservation to go to class. So my point in all of this is that a lot of these business owners who are struggling, they're struggling because they're appealing to the wrong people. The people who are out spending money, who want to be out, who want to have a normal life are people like us, not sheep. They're going to be in the basement hiding and only go out when they have to. They go to the hardware store to get a hose and they go to the grocery store to get some bananas and then they go back to the basement, right? People like me looking for places to go where there's no nonsense. And I think that that's something we need to uh, make people aware of as well. You know what, Pam, uh, piggybacking, uh, piggybacking on that though, I think what's happening is there's a new silent majority. I agree with you 100%. The sheep, in many ways, the sheep are lost cause because they've had nine months to wake up and see what a scam this is. Mm -hmm. And they're just going deeper and deeper down the rabbit hole. They are literally a lost cause. Right. But what I am encountering with a fervor is that there's this new silent majority of people who know this is a scam, but are afraid to take a stand. Mm -hmm. And they're the ones that need to find their inner lion or lioness or whatever, because mm -hmm. I will be talking to these people and then they will mask up and walk in. It's become Pavlovian. Oh, I have to, I have to, I have to. Right. No one is questioning it. I, I am I'm 100% in alignment with the way Tony thinks, which is it's all or nothing. It's mm -hmm. not, oh, we're open and put your mask on and social right. distance. No, we're open or we're closed. Right. And well, I think, and I think we have to really, we have to really challenge these people who are um, in that silent majority right now to find their courage because we have a crisis of courage right now. They're right. afraid of losing their small lives mm -hmm. and not thinking about the big picture of what we are all gonna lose here. Yeah. If we don't get yeah. outside of our small lives and think much bigger. Yeah. And I right. try to invite them. I One of the things I do, and maybe it's a tool you can use with people you know like this, I invite them to just get a little bit uncomfortable. I don't like fighting, but I'm a fighter. I will fight to the death. It's liberty or death for me. But challenge them, say, don't just put your mask on before you walk in out of habit, walk in. I don't care if the sign says no admission without a mask, whatever. I'm walking in the way I walk in as a human being. So I think these people have to recognize also that they're their own jailers right now. And I hate hearing people say, oh, they won't let me. It's, yeah. it's, it's, like, it's like a perceptual shift. Exactly. Somebody put you in, someone put you in a jail cell, but the door is actually open. And if you don't turn around and realize you have the capacity to walk out, it's on you now. We are literally our own jailers if we do not take this kind of stand. I agree. And here's what I would suggest. You know, we started having these Thursday meetings, Make Americans Free Again Thursday meetings. And so the first time we had like six people here, now we're up to 40 plus people. And these meetings are going on all over the country. And I hold a conference call every week to help people get organized to do this. And first thing, they're raising money for legal uh, fees to file lawsuits like we filed and all that sort of thing. But what's happening is the people are coming together and then they're doing these things in group. In other words, it's one thing to walk into a store by yourself without a mask. A lot of people are really shy about that. But if five of us go together, right? 
and, and this is also where you can actually have an opportunity to explain to people, because you know, my relatives fled Europe because and, and wouldn't do any of that nonsense, right? You can really explain to people what a sign of submission this masking is and how you're actually helping the opposition because they don't know that and they don't see it that way. So first of all, they get empowered. And the other thing too is it has turned into the best mental health treatment in North America right now, and it's free. It's congregating with other humans without masks on <laughs> And, and that sort of thing. And they're all kind of, sometimes they have to do it very illegally. I mean, I'm, my office is great big and I don't care who comes in here. Tom, I have a badass lawyer, Tom. And so he'll come save us if we get in trouble. But, but I mean, it really is, you can see the difference in people like the second and third time they come, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm around normal humans in a normal environment. And that, Tony, that's what you're providing. It's a little oasis of normalcy, the way life used to be. Well, you give people a taste of that and they want more. So I would suggest get your people started Starting these Thursday groups. It's everything we do is free. It doesn't cost anybody anything to participate in my conference calls. We'll show them what to do. We have formats for how to run the meetings and everything, and then break off and start other meetings in other neighborhoods. And, um, and I really think that mental health and encouraging people to take a stand and, and to work together so they're not so afraid, um, because in group it, it works better. And, um, and, and you can have a much better resistance that way. Well, and if I can, if I can interrupt for a second. I want to tell you, I agree wholeheartedly with Pam. Uh, and, you know, Tony, what you've done is amazing. One of the things I think a lot of people don't realize, and Ryder, you can, I'm sure you can attest to this. Yeah, I get so many phone calls a day. Uh, do I have to follow this law? Do I have to follow that law? Do I have to do this? Do I have to do that? Well, as an attorney, if I advise you not to follow the law, I'm not going to be an attorney. I'm going to lose my license. But I talked to another attorney, he's very well known, and I won't use his name here. And he told me that when he's taking, considering which clients he will take for that are uh, arguing or fighting against the COVID lockdowns, the first question he asks them is, what are you doing? And if their answer is, well, I wanted to find an attorney to see whether or not I could do this, he won't take them as a client. And the reason for that is, is if you're not willing to fight, how can we defend you? I like you know, him. We, we as attorneys, our job is to defend you. We can't advise you to break a law. We can't advise you to break a regulation. Uh, if you think that the law is unconstitutional or not right and you break it, well, you're, you can hire us and we can defend you, but we can't advise you ahead. And really, the people, the people have the power. The government governs with the consent of those it governs. And if we don't give them consent, they can't keep doing this, but we have to have the courage. The people have to have the courage to say, no, we're not doing this. And that's what people like, like you, Tony, and what, like Pam, that's what you're doing. And the power is with the people, particularly in the United States. We still are in charge of our own destiny. Now, if we choose not to do anything, it won't be for much longer. But if we stand together, if we do what we're pushing for here, we'll, we'll take back our nation. We are the majority. We just have to act like it. That's it. You know, I've had, I've had, if I had listened to attorneys, I would have been shut down within the first 10 minutes. I mean, all, all, all along attorneys keep at, keep, even, even attorneys that have been on my, you know, on, on my side, uh, you know, and I understand that they have to advise you based, you know, on the law, but, um, you know, they'll, they'll say, Tony, you know, trying to talk me off the ledge, you know, I don't know if you want to do this, you should think twice about it. Um, you know, 
it's it's been really really disappointing you know especially when you when you hear from people even i've had there was one attorney that i spoke to early on about our abc case and he was a former military man for the marines and i thought wow he'd be perfect i just wanted to get some advice over the phone on how to handle the paperwork and he said man pick your battles you know uh obey the mandates obey the governor and i was just like oh my goodness i just couldn't believe it so um but i think if people um would study the history of of america and and how we were able to secure the freedoms that that we have they would have deeper love for this country i think i think maybe what makes me different than a lot of people is the fire that burns inside me uh for the freedoms that this country has and what it's what it's provided for so many people including immigrant uh families like my own who came from from italy you know um they worship the ground they walk on when they're here so uh, i think if people had that inside of them if it was if it was america first i think they would have taken this the same stand that i did i think just a lot of people just aren't educated and the other thing too is is um you know people try have tried to offer me you know pamphlets and workarounds and and you know science papers and use this use that i don't use any of it i don't i don't need i don't need to go down the rabbit hole of any of it i just say no i'm not i'm not doing it i'm an american this is a freedom fight and um and uh i don't need i don't need any excuses i'm not going to apologize for for anything i mean you don't need to have a, a, a you know a special designated parking lot you don't need to have to say prohibition you don't need you don't need any of that just say we're opening and that's it and our doors are open and we actually have an open sign and we have flags flying you know in front you know in front of our business um pr- do it boldly and do it do it proudly and flaunt it and put it in their face they will then know that you are not afraid and and you'll be surprised how many people eventually will show up and support you i didn't expect any of this to, to happen to us i didn't expect the, the mobs of, of patriots that come down and and support us you know one day i remember somebody when i was in the restaurant it was crowded somebody somebody asked me they said tony man what are you thinking right now when you look around and you see all these people and i said to him i think god is blessing me because he knew that my stand was pure you know pure in my heart it was an an organic stand and um everything that's happened since ha- has been the exact same so um you know and and for for me i people ask me every night when when they see me are you okay tony how are you holding up I am totally fine, you know, calm as a cucumber. I'm good. So, no. You know what? Um, The reason why my wife and I have a home in Northern California is because the United States is the land of the free. Don't give them an inch. And you know what happened here in Germany when the wall came down? It came down because of the people. And they said, we are the people telling these communists uh that their time is over same thing will happen here but we're going to have to meet we're, we're going to take you as an example we're going to do the same thing in europe we're going to start in germany viviana and i have made some concrete plans here uh we're going to do the same thing in germany because as i said this was never about health this was never about the law because this is all completely illegal and unconstitutional in any civilized country this has always been about power, control, money, population reduction, and we don't want any of that. So and, this is you're, thinking you're, about the wall. How, how long was the wall up? 
Oh, 40 years, years, I think, 42 years. I wonder, I wonder if, when they, if when they were all sitting atop that wall and taking it over and bringing it down, I wonder if any of them ever thought to themselves, why did we do this 40 years ago? You know, why did we wait? Why, right, right? And, and people are going to be thinking the same thing after nine months, 10 months, 12 months, whatever it is. Why didn't we do this in the beginning? Why didn't we take the stand earlier? Imagine if they had done the same thing early on, they wouldn't have those 40 years of suffering you know? Yeah, um, yeah but like, you know, Tony, what I think, I mean, two things, like, I'm really impressed with what you did. I think this is a, a fantastic example. You know, this is really how it should have been, or like, if, how everyone should have done it. But I think it's also, um, one thing is that I think it's, it's important, maybe also for the whole, like, rotten system, you know, that was sitting beneath, like, this, like, polished surface in, in a lot of uh, areas, you know, where we couldn't see how rotten, like, for instance, the health system was. I mean, I think this was maybe, um, you know, people inside the system could see that, but we others couldn't see that. And I think now with the coronavirus actually, like, in, infected all this, this, like, you know, polish on, on the surface, and all the dirt came out. And I think that's really important. And I think it gives us also the chance, you know, once as, as I do hope and believe that we're gonna be able to bring this, this crap down. I think it's really gonna, um, because it, it had to, you know, it, it went to that length. I think it's also the, the opportunity that we can really now turn it around and bring it to something completely new. And I think if, if it had come down like much earlier in the beginning, you know, I think people wouldn't have been, um, you know, there wouldn't have even been a, a chance to see how bad it was had been before. So I think it's also an opportunity. That's a great point. But I wonder, I wonder if people have seen the corruption, if people really didn't see it. Maybe they, they did see it, but people were so wrapped up in their own lives, they just ignored it. And I think that, I think that now, finally, people are becoming more, more like activists. You know, people are taking time now to, to, uh, to engage, take action. Um, and that's a, that, that's a great thing. I think, I think the world is waking up, which is great. Um, and like I've said all along, um, and, you know, and doctor, no disrespect to you, but it's the women. I mean, the women fight so hard. Um, they, they, they take action every day. You know, I'll, I'll be at the restaurant and yeah, men will come. come I know a lot of guys, I'll walk in, they'll pat me on the back and say, good job, Tony, you know. Uh, appreciate what you're doing, but the women will walk in here just so fired up and they'll, they'll show me on their phones, all the things that they're doing. You know, they're fighting this group. They're fighting that group. They're fighting people on behalf of us, showing us that people are, are, are threatening them and their jobs and their families, you know, and they'll say, yeah, we're going to city council meeting. We're going to uh, orange County supervisors meeting. We're, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're doing a rally in front of the mayor's house. Uh, I mean, they're, they're, they're uh, helping campaigns. I mean, it's just incredible. And when you talk to them, you just feel the passion. Um, but there's an army of women um, that are doing great, great things. And, and big fan of the women. Big fan of the women. Me too. If it hadn't been for my wife, I wouldn't have done it. Or See that? I guess maybe I would have, but I wouldn't have done it as quickly as I did. <laughs> so, so you understand. And I shouldn't have been surprised either because my mother, she has fought. Our whole, I mean, I've watched her fight what she believes in my whole, my whole life. And so I shouldn't have been surprised at all, but, um, but it's been a great experience just to see it unfold, you know. And I think it's also important, you know, to, to kind of bring the fun back in. 
And I think that's, you know, also because yeah, no, not everyone can be or is a business owner, obviously, you know, so it's yeah. hard, like for the regular folks, like what, what can they do if you work in a pharmacy or whatever, you know, what can you do? But I think cool. if you have these places like yours, Tony, then when people can gather and they can see there's the normal life, that this is what, what it's cool. also worth fighting for. And this is what I, you know, want to contribute to. I think that's so important because like for us, since we're lawyers, you know, we, there's certain things that we can do, but it's also always about like, okay, I get you down, you know, I, I, I <laughs> we, we're going to blow you up, Drosten or whatever, you know, and I think that's, that's one thing and that's very will. important. Yeah. And it has, also has inspired people. But I think now that we've gone through that kind of, fighting i think you know that's actually what we decided about like on on tuesday when we had a, a good idea um you know then it's it's uh, i think it's important to really enter this next stage to really just show them i mean whatever you do you can't get the joy out of our lives yes. and this is that's actually what we want to want to get back you know or what which so actually has not left us but and that's an amazing point friends. you know you know we're lucky to have a restaurant because you know, the stand that we take here happens to be a business, happens, happens to be a restaurant, and people get to come down and rally and fight, but also enjoy a great glass of wine, have some good food, and people connect. I mean, so, so many friendships have been forged here. It's been amazing. But yeah, exactly what you said. People ask me all the time like about, about the fight and how, how I'm doing, like I said, and I'll say I'm fighting with a smile on my face. Like, I'm, I'm happy about it. You know, it feels good. We even, in the early days, when we... Um, when we were getting a lot of hate from the people in LA, um, I started thinking to myself, how do I put it in their face? How do I, how do I get a little sweet re revenge, but with a smile, you know, with a, a little wink and a smile. So I don't know if you've ever seen the movie, the, the Godfather, of course. but yeah. So there's a, there's one of the most world famous movie lines in that film, leave the gun, take the cannoli. I don't know if you ever heard that. So, so we we switched it up a bit and we and we had it um, as leave the mask take the cannoli and it was in the godfather font or with the puppeteer hand you know and i actually put a billboard in beverly hills you know in, in la <laughs> and it was in a very very uh populous high traffic area and their heads exploded i mean they just <laughs> lost it you know so it was up there it was up there for for one month and it was hilarious. And then we started se selling shirts, and uh, we we give the profits of the shirts to uh, to a, um, a veterans charity, which is great uh, for uh, for us and for them. We we formed a great relationship with with this group, their their local group. But um, but you know, it 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 really did make people smile. People love it. They get got a lot of laughs, you know. And but the funny thing was, when before we were able to put it up, we we called about ten billboard companies. And they rejected us saying our message was too controversial. So I found one woman who was Italian. She, she's an Italian woman and she, she loved it. And she said, Tony, I'm going to push it through. And I didn't believe it would ever go up, you know, because I was rejected so many times until I actually saw it unfurl live. I was there when it went up and it was up for one month. And then when I asked her, you know, if we decided to do it again, could we do it? And she said, no, she got in so much trouble that the company banned her, her from, from, from working with us again. And we've called billboard companies across the U S since just to see where, where we can put it. I was thinking about New York city. I was thinking about Sacramento near the offices of, of Gavin Newsom. I was thinking maybe close <laughs> to his, uh, close to his winery, you know, but everyone, everyone's rejected it. Everyone thinks, no, it's too controversial. It's going to, it's, it's going to stir up 
and create problems and um, we don't want anything to do with it. We don't want to touch it. So, yeah, so we'll see what happens, but, um, but it's been fun. Yeah. The time so, so you're right. Ha have fun doing it, right? Have fun fighting. That's, yeah. that's the whole point. That's the whole point of life. That's why we're here. We're supposed to enjoy life and not social distancing, mask wearing. Oh. This is so in, incredibly stupid and it's so obvious. It's a, I don't understand why not more people see this because it's right there in front of our faces. Yeah, but it's also, I think, I think one thing is also, you know, I think this is a, a quotation from Einstein that you, you cannot resolve a problem on the same level that it occurred, you know, so you really when you like stick in this fighting or like in this afraid um, feeling, you know, then it's not gonna, I mean, resolve itself, because you're always in this like, okay, this is one opinion is the other opinion, but when you, you know, just take it one level up. And you look from a sort of meta perspective and then you say okay what what the heck you know we're just going to do this or like tony what you decided to do i think that's a very elegant thing to do and i think that's also gonna you know that's gonna save us i think it's also non-confrontational and it's not in the sense aggressive revolutionary it's just a silent you know it's a silent uh i don't know like middle finger yeah. exactly <laughs> yeah you're getting it that's exactly right exactly what it was and it felt good felt good doing it you know we even we even when they when they were taking down the Christopher Columbus statues, I don't know if you remember that over here, just tearing them down. You know that, that's that's part of America. That's, that's part of Italian American culture, you know. And uh, I thought, wow, I have, I have another opportunity here. So what I did is I publicly named a cocktail after Christopher Columbus and put it on our menu. And again, they went nuts, you know. <laughs> so it just never ends. Oh, it's going yeah. to. It's going to end. It and is it's going to end well, actually, and in the, in yeah. the, when the final chapter is written, I think. So when the final you know, chapter I, I wanna... is written, we should all meet at Tony's place. Yes. Oh yes. my gosh! Well, I, love so that idea. I love that idea for Absolutely. sure. That's I'd be so honored to have you here. That's a promise. Uh, it's a big, a great honor. One yeah. more thing on the tail end of what Vivian was saying, because I think some of what's happening is we have forgotten that we do have the power. And I, I had an epiphany because there's a lot of people here that are like trying to get mask exemptions and they're spending a lot of time getting medical exemptions or, you know, finding ways to legally do it. And I had this epiphany. We are imbuing every person every time we walk into a store, we are imbuing that person with authority over us and asking them permission to wear that mask oh. or not to wear that mask. And the, the reality is what we have to start doing is stop wasting our time on any kind of an exemption, stop wasting our time right. trying to get that person to give us permission because we are sovereign yeah. free human beings. We are not slaves and slaves ask permission. And so what I have started doing, and I'm sharing this with other people, and it literally stops people in their tracks. When they say something to me like, oh, you have to put a mask on, I say no. Or yeah. I say, and they say, well, you have to, it's the law. And I say, no, I will not <laughs> comply and I keep walking. And if they come towards me again, I say, listen, if you put your hands on me, that's assault. The cops will come for that before they're gonna come for you uh, because I'm not wearing a mask. I said, so no, they don't know what to do with that because I'm not begging them to give me permission to not wear my mask. I am taking back my sovereignty. So for anybody who's listening, it's like, don't you don't need to ask permission to breathe the air that is your god-given right to breathe and it's yeah. actually quite empowering i've had quite a few people say wow when i just said no i will not comply it was like this thing that activated their courage 
because it goes to the bigger picture actually when you say no or i will not comply well really i feel like every time i do it and i'm incredibly vigilant about it i am doing it for every single one of us on the planet and that inspires me that's what keeps me I agree. Gina, I'm, I'm so proud. The of other you. thing is just not going <laughs> places that require masks. I mean, people go through all this stuff about how they tried to get into Costco and all this kind yeah. of stuff. I'm 64 years old. I've never been to Costco. Somehow, I have survived and thrived having never <laughs> walked into one of these places. Okay. Yeah. So I just say to people, why are you so attached to? I've done some videos actually on this attachment that we have to people, places, and things that maybe the message we're supposed to get is stop that already. Why do you feel that you have to go someplace that is so openly hostile to you with your rights? I wouldn't spend 97 cents in that place if my life depended on it after the way that they behave. The same thing is true with the airlines. Until they stop this nonsense, I'm not flying. I'm looking into a friend. A friend and I are going to get private jet service. We're just done with that too, you know? <laughs> so stop spending money. Stop patronizing. That's a way of supporting this, really. Yes. That's why people yes. need to look at it. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think too, <clears throat> you know, at the end of this, support businesses that have taken some stand. And 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 I, I even say this, people will ask me, oh, Tony, you know, will you endorse this business and their stand? And I'll, I'll wait to hear what, what the purpose of their stand is. If it's me, 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 and about their, you know, about their right to work. Look, you could do that anywhere, anywhere in the world. You can work anywhere. That's not what makes, um, makes the fight special. What's special about it is what you're trying to defend, which, you know, which is uniquely American. So, um, so I wait, I wait to listen for that first, but, um, but but I think like going back to what Gina said, and Gina, I'm so proud of you that you're that you're doing this. No is a very pow powerful word, and um, it just it just stops everything in its tracks. And when you use, you know, when you when you whip out paperwork with you know with the science you know, with the science arguments, which which of course all make sense. But when you when you pull that out in, in defense of yourself, or or you know a pamphlet of of you know uh, medical exemptions and everything else, you're giving them. And you and I spoke about this. You're giving them uh, credibility. You're 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 giving their authority over you credibility. You know what I mean? Um, you just you say no. You know, just like, like you said, doing that. I'm telling you, um, has a powerful effect, and they don't know how to handle it when they just hear that simple word no. I have to run. Excuse me, but I have an appointment and I have to run. So thank That's you so much right. for including me in this. With that, and I, very, very Good much. to meet you, Pam. Nice to meet you too. And I hope we can do this again. We will. This was the best part of the day. Tony, you're an inspiration. And yes, really, all of you are. All of you are. And uh, I'm I'm honored to fight alongside all of you. So uh, uh, thank you. Thank the you. next time we meet will be at your place. Yes. Yeah. We're gonna have a, <laughs> we're gonna have a great time. Hope you like wine. Hope you like pasta. Hope you Absolutely. like garlic. All of it. Yeah. All of that. Okay. If you need anything else from me, just let me know. We will. Thank you so much. Have a great Thank weekend. You. Thank you so much. I look forward to meeting you all. Bye-bye. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, Vivian. Bye-bye.